Episode 24 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on February 7th, 2017. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, BioWare announced that they are now accepting applications for the upcoming closed PTS for Game Update 5.2. Interested in testing? I'll tell you how to apply. Also this week, BioWare announced big changes for Galactic Command Experience. I'll tell you what they are and when they're coming. Spoiler alert, some of them are live right now. Finally, this week, I'll continue my Knights of the Eternal Throne deep dive with Chapter 4, Where Dreams Die. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to Episode 24 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another terrific show lined up for you today. First, as always, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. And first, let me apologize for being a little late out of the gate with this episode. My sister and her husband decided to take a spur-of-the-moment long weekend, and they stuck me with their kids for four days. Anyway, it all went well, and I'm pretty sure they ended up taking care of me more than I did of them. It did keep me away from my computer, though, and I was unable to record anything until today. But, uh... First up, though, for as far as announcements go, Bioware announced that they are accepting applications to participate in a closed PTS for Game Update 5.2. Now, initially, they said they're targeting guilds and op teams to test out the new raid boss, but may open it up to solo players if they decide to test the new storyline in daily area. If you are not part of a guild or an ops team, but are interested in testing, you should apply anyway. So, how do you apply? Well, first, there's some requirements here and one you must be willing to sign and abide by in NDA. And that, of course, is a non-disclosure agreement, meaning you can't even really acknowledge that you tell people you're in the test, you can't tell them anything about the test, no screenshots, no videos, nothing. The test does not exist as far as you know if you are actually in it. Uh, you must be 18 years or older to be eligible. You must have an active subscription to access the test server, you must be willing to play and provide feedback. They don't want you hopping, getting into the test, and then going and play the live game and never logging on to the PTS. That's not what they're looking for. You must be able to post on the forums. And, you know, if you've been banned, and I don't know if they've adjusted the time frame for this, but, uh, yeah, if you've been banned recently uh, from posting to the forums, you're likely not eligible to participate in the PTS. If you've had a terms of service violation Within the past 12 months, you are also disqualified. Uh, they said the test server is not localized and their communication around it will only be in English. Therefore, this opportunity is only open to English-speaking players. So with that in mind, if you are interested in participating in the PTS, send an email to swotorsubmissions at swotor.com with the subject line, Closed PTS Application. And you must include the following information. Your account name. The account name of each op member slash guild member you wish to bring to the, into the test. And any notes on why you think your op, group, or guild should be accepted 
into the test. And just remember, you must send all that information to SWOTOR submissions at SWOTOR.com. Do not email me uh, with your account name. I, that's not what this is about. So I'm just I'm just announcing the uh, and telling you how to apply to the closed PTS. I'm not collating information. I'm not collating applications, I should say, for BioWare on this PTS. Anyway, that's all the announcements I have. Uh, let's slice the hollow net and go over the news this week. And the big news, of course, is Galactic Command Changes. And that seems to be the news every week lately, isn't it? Now, as I'm recording this, Game Update 5.1.1 is live on the servers. And it has some major changes to Galactic Command and the rate at which we will be earning CXP. So hang on to your butts because it just went to 11. Now, as I said, 5.1.1 is live. And before I uh, fired up the mic here, I did log into the game and I went to my happy go-to place for CXP. And that, of course, is Chapter 2 of Knights of the Fallen Empire, uh, A Dream of Empire. And initially when I went in there, there was a, I don't know if they changed anything. In fact, I don't think that they changed a darn thing with this encounter. But because there's aspects to it that are a little bit uh, RNG-based. Sometimes you can, uh, you know, reach a tough encounter or two, or they just seem harder. Some of those mobs are a little bit, take a little bit longer to, to go down, and that's just the nature of getting in critical hits, them getting in critical hits and stuff like that. So anyway, it was a very smooth run, a very fast run. I don't think they, they, they've ultimately changed anything, but my goodness, it was a boon for CXP. Now, I went in there with the, uh, of course, they had the, the CXP boost event going on, which I'll talk about in a second. But in addition to that, and I had the legacy perk, I also had a very, uh, one of the basic command tokens, which increases your CXP gains by 15%. And I was also doing it with the dark versus light, uh, bonus. That was, that was going on too. So when all was said and done, when I completed that chapter, I received 3,900 CXP, which if you're still working through tier one and parts of tier two, that's, that's an entire rank right then and there. I mean, just, just for very few minutes worth of work. So yeah, this, this event is good. And, uh, I was very pleased to, to see, to see the gains. Um, so let me dive into the changes now and talk, tell you exactly what's going on. If you haven't had a chance to read patch notes or, or actually get into the game. So first up, from now until April 10th, there is a 250% CXP bonus event happening. And that's not the only CXP change happening. Um, all command experience points, gains, CXP boosts, and CXP legacy perks are now additive instead of multiplicative. So they've changed uh, the way that the CXP boosts and things are, are calculating how much of a gain that's actually going to be. And of course, the big question here is, is additive more or less than multiplicative? The answer, of course, is it's less. So, for example, one times one times one is one, whereas one plus one plus one is three. Wait, that's not right. I mean, it's right, but... All right, so so the reason additive is totally less than multiplicative, and because I suck at math, I think the reason it additive is less is simply because they said so. So, prior to this update... Uh, here's an example of what CXP looked like under the following conditions. So let's just say CXP was giving you, you know, 
Uh, and then you added a legacy boost for 10% and then a CX boost for, you know, 25% gain. You were earning roughly 137.5% CXP. And here's what the CXP looks like under 5.1.1. So again, with CXP at 100% and now you factor in a 10% legacy boost and a 25% CXP boost, 135% CXP. So it's less. And the more boosts, et cetera, you have, the more drastic the difference. But as you saw when, when I, what I announced, you know, so does this mean we'll be earning less CXP in 5.1.1? No, not at all. Because of the CXP event and these other changes, uh, CXP feels like it has absolutely made the jump to light speed. And I already told you, 3,900 CXP for completing Chapter 2, A Dream of Empire in Master Mode. And I believe also for the little side quest that was there, that earned me another 78 CXP. And I didn't pay attention to how much CXP, say, a champion-level mob, if uh, granted. I don't know if it's still at 25 or if that was boosted as well. If that was boosted, that would have been like another 78 on top of that. So no, it's crazy. It's crazy good. It's crazy good. And in fact, they said the goal with this update is that you will earn one crate every 30 minutes or less, but that that 30 minute time frame is for a tier three crate, meaning tier one and tier two will be even faster. And as I said, uh, in about less than 15 minutes, I got 3,900 CXP, which at Galactic Command rank 62, which is what I hit, that's a full rank, which means every time I run that chapter for the, for the foreseeable future, I am going to get a rank, which means, you know, I could probably do two to three of those in a half an hour. So I could get, you could probably doing that. And this, you know, earn as much as three ranks in, in a half hour time frame. So it's, it's, it's good. It's good. And, and, you know, and just keep in mind that at rank 300, I believe you need approximately 5,000 CXP to get a crate. So yeah, this is crazy, crazy good. Um, other changes. They said additionally, all CXP packs that you earn from drops and missions are now bind on legacy. And this is a change to help players distribute CXP around their legacy if they choose to do so. They said they were going to introduce a new 100% CXP boost in addition to the existing 15% and 25% boost. Now, this boost can be purchased from the command token vendor, and it's also available on the cartel market. Now, here's the thing about the boost. It only works up to command rank 180 and the one you buy with command tokens lasts two hours. The one you get from the cartel market is three hours. And they said the goal of selling this boost for command tokens is that it allows higher command rank players to use their tokens to greatly accelerate leveling their alts. Leveling their alts. And I, my first thought was alts. Alts. My main is just going to be consuming these like a little crack addict. But again... At least that was my hope. But here's the the catch. Here's the rub. The ones you buy for command tokens cost 200 tokens for one. They're 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 ultra expensive. So, I mean, if you're working on command rank one, chances are you barely have uh, 200 command tokens sitting around. Um, and you know, just to burn one on a two-hour boost hardly seems worth it. As far as the ones you get from the cartel market. Cost 300 uh, cartel coins for one, 
and a five pack right now is discounted a little bit. 1200 cartel coins for a pack of five. So while the 100% uh, CXP boost is nice, it's very, very expensive. And uh, certainly buying the one with command tokens is not very cost effective. Uh, it's a lot of coins. I can only imagine how many millions of credits one of these is going to go for on the GTN. So if you're looking to make some credits right now, buying some of these superior boosts and, and dumping them onto the GTN probably will net you quite a few million in short order. So as I said, all of those changes that I just talked about are in the game right now. They are live. If you log into the game now, the, you can just go wild and start cranking away and really leveling up your CXP. And it is a noticeable difference. It is a noticeable improvement. Now, there are more changes coming in the next couple of weeks. On February 28th, Game Update 5.1.2 will be released and there are some additional changes to Galactic Command. And they said they will be rebalancing the CXP rewards you earn from operations. Boss kills will now award more CXP than they previously did. The Operations Weekly will have its CXP reward greatly increased. And, you know, they, they've talked about, they've mentioned that Operation CXP um, was lower than, than, than where it should be. So this fix is coming on February the 28th. The Group Finder daily CXP rewards are being added. So completing the daily Group Finder bonus will award you with a bonus CXP pack. And again, they wanted to make sure that there were great CXP incentives to participate in Group Finder. And by making it a CXP pack, it has the added bonus of being bind on Legacy, so you can use it on whatever character you'd like. The completion mission for Flashpoints have had their, will have their CXP values greatly increased. Flashpoint CXP rewards are were also below where they wanted them to be, and so they have added a much larger CXP bonus for completing the respective missions. Uh, the Flashpoint and Uprising weekly missions will have their CXP rewards increased. And they said that their their goal is to really encourage players to play multiple types of content for the best rewards. Uh, they said they want to encourage playing a diverse set of content, not a singular activity, although you can still always do that. If you prefer, yeah, I'm looking at you, Chapter 2, A Dream of Empire Master Mode. Uh, they went on to say that the PvP daily and weekly missions will now reward a batch of unassembled components. And they said this is one of the changes they are making to help players in getting unassembled components faster. And they said it also incentivizes dabbling into PvP often. Now, I know the developers like it when people dabble and try new things, and get out of their comfort zones. But if you're a hardcore PvPer, the only time you want to see a dabbler is if they're on the opposing team. If you PvP, you want all the dabblers to be on one team, and you want that team to not be yours. Uh, what else is coming in 5.1.2? Oh, they're, they're increasing the unassembled components that are awarded to players after completing ranked in unranked war zones. And they said not only did we want to reward playing war zones through missions, but we also wanted to ensure that those of you who play primarily war zones each day could work towards purchasing gear quicker. And then they went on to say that in the future, they will look to further address unassembled components and legacy. So what does this all mean? I mean, I think it's pretty good stuff. And I was reading some of the reactions on the forums and it was, uh, 
this does nothing to fix RNG. That was the most common bit of feedback that, that I saw. And it's true. This does nothing to change what's in the crates, although they do plan to address that at some point, probably in game update 5.2 would be my guess. But what these changes do do is accelerate the rate in which you receive crates. And you will get to tier 3 much faster than before. And that's really the goal right now, at least for me. Because any gear that you receive in tier 1, in tier 2, is destined to be replaced by tier 3, which is the highest for now. And I say for now because there has been some data mined information from game update 5.2 that suggests there could be, there could, it could introduce tier 4 and tier 5 gear. Now keep in mind, this is only a rumor and it is not confirmed or official. But if we do get tier 4 and tier 5 gear, then it's a good bet that we'll see Galactic Command ranks beyond 300. Again, this is 100% rumor and speculation right now. And it's led a lot of people to believe the reason that we're seeing all of these CXP boosts go to the game is so people can be, as many people as possible, will be at rank 300 for game update 5.2. And then it'll start over again um, with Game Update 5.2 as we maybe get a couple of more Galactic Command ranks. Only this time we'll be leveling them without the 250% bonus that's in place right now. I, you know, I, I honestly, I, I don't mind seeing Tier 4 and Tier 5 gear. Perhaps I'm not sure how excited I would be to see additional Galactic Command ranks beyond 300 added to the game, especially under conditions where uh, it will be slower than what we see now, because it feels pretty good right now when you first log into the game and do a, do a few activities. All right, so that's it for the major galactic command changes. I now want to continue my Knights of the Eternal Throne deep dive with Chapter 4, Where Dreams Die. Fun fact here, Where Dreams Die, I believe, was one of the titles considered for Knights of the Eternal Throne. All right, just remember, I kid because I love. Now, I probably should have combined chapter four and chapter five, since the two are basically one big chapter. In fact, chapter four ends very abruptly, and there's no time gap or change of location uh, for, for chapter five. And in fact, before I started this, I actually got some of the events on um, both chapters completely mixed up and, and intermingled. Um, uh, but, uh, and, and so I was, I, forgotten just how closely tied these two were and then when chapter four just like suddenly ended as i was doing another playthrough in preparation for the podcast i was like oh okay uh i realized that's when i realized i should have done both chapters at once but hey ran out of time so here we are we're going to do chapter four where dreams die so everything takes place on this new planet iocath and if you remember at the end of chapter three uh, the gravestone kind of came to life and just bruh, jumped into hyperspace and just took us on this little journey. And we arrive, finally arrive at the destination along with the entire eternal fleet. And we reach this planet and it's called Iocath and it's this big mechanical planet, very Death Star, Star Killer base looking thing. And in fact, uh, one of the cinematics, when we see the gravestone and some of the other ships getting, getting pulled, uh, sort of into the the planet itself very remi- very well done and it's very reminiscent of when the millennium falcon gets pulled into the death star by the tractor beam 
in A New Hope. I just liked the the cinematic presentation there, and it was because it was very Star Warsy, which was good because overall I didn't really get a very strong Star Warsy feel to this chapter. It just felt more science fictiony than it did Star Warsy to me. Not that that was bad, but um, it just it, it just felt like there was a lot more science fiction sort of elements being being brought here than there were Star Wars elements. So. Uh, so, so, so what's going on in this chapter? And I'm probably just going to go ahead and summarize things rather than, than just give you the, the, the blow by blow. Um, because as far as the story goes, I, I personally felt like we spent too much time on Iocath. And by that, I mean, we learned a lot, but it, but I didn't feel like I learned anything because it mostly felt like the story just confirmed what we all suspected. And that was Scorpio, the Eternal Fleet, and the gravestone were all created by the same people. And it turns out that this, they were all tools and instruments in a little war game, um, that they were playing. Um, in the sense that we, 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 we learned some cool things, right? We learned that these, there were these creators. They created these, these powerful weapons. They sent them out into the galaxy. In some ways, it was a way to protect them. So basically, they created these, these, these things. And like all machines do, they sort of turned on their, their creators. And they real, the creators realized, oh my God, these things are going to annihilate us. They're going to be our end. And they kind of sent them out into the, into the, the galaxy. Although it, in the end, we realized it didn't end up saving them, but, but, one of the planet, and they would go to these other planets, and then they sort of would test the, the inhabitants on these planets and do these little war games, as I said. And one of the planets, um, where they 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 kind of ended up was Zakul, and that's how the Eternal Fleet got to Zakul. Um, uh, one of the things I liked was early on we got a little uh, sort of flying pylony looking droid that helped us. As a companion, and it, it, it you know gave us that extra action bar, and had three abilities basically to put it. You could make it heal, you could put it as a tank, or you could set it as 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 a DPS. So very much gave it sort of the the basic roles that you could any companion. And by the way, if we don't get one of these things um, in a future Galactic Command pack as a companion, I'll be very disappointed because it's it's kind of a cool thing, all right? And that's the first thing I thought was, oh, I want one of these as a real companion. So I would be shocked if we don't see that in a future pack. And in fact, if I was a betting person, I would say maybe game update 5.2, since it takes place primarily on Iocath, is when we might see that. But anyway, everybody is kind of split up when we when we get there, uh, including Valen. And this was one of the things I thought was very cool, because Valen is trapped in this room. She doesn't know how to get out. Um, and but so to help her is Thexen, and he appears to her, and it's very cool, because this is the first time we actually got a chance to see Thexen in in the game like this, and kind of rendered as, as an NPC. Now, of course, it's not really Thexen, it's these, it's the, this Ares computer that's just there testing um, us and everybody else that's on there. So, it's helping her to escape, and it basically, you know, helps her to escape by appealing to her inner rage, I guess, if you will, because she, 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 she knows it's not Thexen, right? She, 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 she 
questions it and says, hey, you know, if you're Thexan, why can't I feel you? So she knows it's, it's really not Thexan, but she's not sure what's going on, and she ends up channeling her rage and just tearing up the walls into this big ball of metal and using that to smash, hurls it at Thexan and just smashes uh, through one of the walls and, 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 and makes her escape. But overall, the goal here is, you know, this Ares system is testing us. And then, and they're not just testing us, they're actually trying to eradicate us because they, 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 they've evaluated us and don't think that we're worthy of, uh, inheriting anything on, on IOCAST. So they're, they're just trying to, to get rid of us at this point. So I said most of the chapter was us escaping, trying to, to, to get our companions. We do find our companions. We work with VET, um, to try and plan an escape here. But the, the, the chapter just sort of ends as I guess with us learning that they, the, the, the creators were engineers and scientists, but flawed and that they, you know, I said they turned on each other. They used their creations to destroy themselves. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so the chapter ends with Valen facing Thexen, asking who he really is and her escaping. And that, that's just kind of how the chapter ends. It ends abruptly, as I said. So there's not much story here. And, you know, sort of what I, what I didn't like about it was I felt like we spent too much time on IOCAT. Not that it wasn't cool, but the little war game to exterminate us was too much of a side trip for the main story and consumed, obviously, the better part of two whole chapters. And we already had this little side journey with Drum and Koss, which was so awesome that it was going to be hard to top. And I know that, look, Scorpio has been a huge part of this story. Um, but I just felt like we knew where this was going. And once we got to Iocath, we, we were going to discover that she, the Gemini droids, the Eternal Fleet, and the Gravestone all came from here. It just, there was, there was, there was no surprise to it. It was just more confirmation than it was anything else. So it was an okay chapter. And I think my summary would have been much better if I had taken the time to do chapter five. But like I said, I didn't have a chance to do both this and chapter five. So I'll go over chapter five next week, which Again, um, I'll have to play through again because I've only actually done it once and I don't really remember, other than the giant robot uh, at the end that we got to commandeer, which was awesome, which is something I really, really enjoyed and look forward to doing again. I don't remember too much else of, of what happened on that chapter. So I look forward to, to covering that, but I, but that's it. So, I mean, I think that's going to be it for this week. It could be a little bit shorter than, than last week for sure. Um that's it. So game update 5.1.1 is live. Uh, I can't wait to log back in there and start grinding up CXP. So as just write this down, I am galactic rank 62 as of this podcast. So next week I'll be curious to see how much time I have to sink into it and how far I get. I'll be shocked if I'm not somewhere in tier two by, by next week with, with it, with the CXP gains that are out there today. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned it. Uh, there's also another event where normal XP, just your leveling XP, is also boosted by 250%. And that's going to be same time frame from now until April 10th. So if you have some characters that you've been meaning to level up, now's a great time to do that. And certainly would make getting a character from level 65 to 70 much, much faster than it is. Not that it takes a long time at all. So, so pretty good changes overall and I guess I feel like this expansion is starting to turn a corner for the better. Um, 
And I think the only thing that might be able to derail it, derail it at this point would be if came up, game update 5.2 does indeed introduce more ranks to Galactic Command and more grinding, but we'll have to wait till, I guess, end of March, early April to see for that. So, so that's it for this week. Uh, let's cue up the music. And that means only one thing. You have managed to survive another half hour listening to episode 24 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I do thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com. There is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly as well. If you have a question for the show, email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to me at SotorPodcast, and be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast as well. Look for episode 25 on February 14th, 2017, and remember the Sith Code, cake is alive.